hi guys welcome to the fifth episode of the night talk room i am Nightola and i remain your chief host we are still in the winter transfer window session so we're going to be doing the part three of the winter transfer updates first of all we are going to start with asna i think asna fans won't like the way the year has started so far and many have been asking for reinforcements many have been calling for the technical director edu to make reinforcements negotiate deals faster i'm wondering who is actually at fault for asna's woes is it truly edu kroenke or Mikel ateta himself i'm not a big fan of ateta but i will say that he has actually been good in the coaching aspect of the team he has actually been a good coach but it does not take just coaching to to make success in a, with, with a football team. It takes more than coaching. Your management will also be called into question many times. And I feel in the aspect of management, Mikel Ateta has actually not, yes, actually not been good. Probably let's say because of the young age, doesn't have the experience. But personally, to me, my opinion is he has actually not been good in terms of management management of the team, management of the squad, management of the players, he has, I actually feel he has not been good. And the only ask, the major aspects where he has not been good is, let me say, uh, we know football, football management is, is like, uh, like Alex Faguzi said, it's psychology. You're managing young men here, so you actually have to apply psychology to football management. Not every time you'll be rigid or you'll be hard on some players. There are actually some players that you freeze out due to being hard, due to maybe you are looking at a former pedigree for maybe where they've played before. There are some players that you freeze out that can actually help the team. Or there might be some players that actually probably they have attitude issues. They can actually drill properly to fit in into your team and deliver. I don't want to go back into the old times. So let me just make a few examples. For instance, uh, Matthew Gundozi, actually feel if he has been given the chance to remain in this team and properly drilled, properly trained, properly drilled, I feel his mentality is actually very good for the qualities he has. And as to something he might have been drilled to work on, but pushing him out and now the team is actually light and reinforcements are not actually that good in the market. They've actually been looking into the market, they've been looking to make transfers, but it's not easy. I know people, um, Edu is the easiest person to blame when it comes to transfer negotiations, but it's not as easy as that. So let's check into the transfer market for Arsenal. Arsenal wants a loan deal for Juventus Brazilian midfielder Otto Melo. Otto wants to come to Arsenal. He, has, he, has he already has a verbal agreement with Arsenal. But currently, Juventus are not willing to loan him out without a replacement. They are light in midfield. And considering that they want to sell Rodrigo Bentaco to Aston Villa in a 12 million euros deal, that might probably be announced any moment from now, any moment from the release of this episode, um, Rodrigo Bentaco will be jo- might be joining Aston Villa in a deal worth 12 million pounds. So Juventus are not willing to pass away with another midfielder if on loan, if they are not going to get a replacement. The only the only way. The only way Arsenal can get also currently in this general market is if they are willing to break the bank and sign him on a permanent deal. Events are not willing to do a loan deal if they're not bringing in a replacement. And 
Rodrigo better call be leaving to Aston Villa to also free up wages and funds for one of Arsenal's prime targets, Dusan Vlaovic. Yeah, where are Arsenal in the Vlaovic chase? Arsenal are willing to pay the amounts demanded by Fiorentina. Fiorentina are willing to negotiate with Arsenal. But Vlaovic and his agents are currently not talking to Arsenal. They are not speaking Arsenal's calls. They've made it known times that number that they are not willing to join Arsenal no matter the amount, no matter the wages, no matter what Arsenal are offering. They are not willing to listen, listen, listen to Arsenal's offers. In fact, he doesn't wish Vlaovic doesn't wish to come to the EPL at all. He wants to stay in Serie A and Juventus are very very interested in him. They want to, they, they intended to sign him in the summer, but Florentina are pressuring him to make a decision soon or quick. So Juventus are looking to see if they can make a deal or strike a deal in January, probably a loan to not to buy in the summer. They will look at that option, but they want to free up wages. That's why they are allowing Rodrigo Betako to join Aston Villa so they could free up wages for Arsenal's prime targets, Dusan Vlaovic. So now, what next for Arsenal? Which midfielder would they be bringing in? Which striker? We don't know currently, but for Otomelu, Juventus will let him go and look at a replacement or Arsenal paying a full transfer fee for him, no loan. And Dusan Vlaovic. Totally 100% does not want to join Arsenal. He wishes to join Juventus and Juventus will look to negotiate a deal with Fiorentina in the coming days. I think we don't have much, we don't have much days left in the transfer. <laughs> we don't have much days left in the transfer window, like seven days now left. Barcelona still wants two signings in January. Probably better on loan. They want to loan this in January. They don't want to commit into permanent this in January. They are looking for a left back. And a center forward. Service choice of center forward still remains Murasa. If Juventus are able to land Vlaovic this January, then they might change their stance on Murata staying and they might allow him to join Barcelona. But that depends on if they, are, they will be able to land Vlaovic in January. Then, as for the left back, Barcelona talked with. Manchester United, Alex Telles and Ajax, Nicolas Tagliafico. Alex Telles has made it known to Barcelona that does not wish to leave Manchester United currently as he feels good at Manchester United. While Tagliafico wants to leave Ajax, he wants to join Barcelona. But Ajax are not willing to do a loan deal. They want a permanent deal. While Barcelona's hierarchy does not want to commit into any permanent deal currently in January anymore. They don't commit into any permanent deal. So as to lighten wage, wage bill, they don't want to. They want to pay part uh, wages for this players and begin in on loan. So it's going to be a very difficult deal. But Savi have made it known to the board that he needs those reinforcements in January. So let's see how they are going to go about with it for him. Manchester United currently, after the oldest, <laughs> after the oldest crash rebuild, Rafragnik has been brought in to steady the ship and help usher in a new management in the summer now it's actually it has actually not been easy for rafragne but he's actually been doing a good job to be honest he's won second most points in the epl since his arrival i think he's won 17 points since his arrival that's actually been good and he's going to be going into the international winter international break fourth as fourth position in the league united has broken into fourth position in the league after their injury time winner 
against West Ham. So now, I'm sure they're going to be making any signing in January. Not likely, to be honest, not likely. But Rafragnik wants to make one. He wants to make one. He wants to add an Udi midfielder. Matic won't be able to hold onto that position as much as Ragnik wants. He doesn't have the legs to play even 19 minutes, not to talk of two games per week. Why Manchester United still remain in three competitions? So Ragnik wants an Odin midfielder at least. He wants an Odin midfielder. Zakaria, the board decided against Zakaria, they feel it's not good enough to come into the club and they want anyone who will be coming to fit into the long-term projects of the club they don't want to commit into a signing that will really be useful for Ragnix to the end of for Ragnix to the end of season and won't be useful for the incoming next manager so that, those are this uh, those are the issues with Ragnix Ragnix target currently Manchester don't want to commit into his target but they will look to get one for him if a cheap uh, if an available cheap quality cheap uh, quality player coming on and coming in on the cheap Manchester United negotiated with Amadou uh, with RB Leipzig for Amadou Edira the player wants to join Manchester United obviously but RB Leipzig won't negotiate anything below 50 million euros Manchester United are not going to pay anything close to that they're not going to pay anything close to that so that's actually why that deal will not be happening in January now Manchester United yesterday started talks with Marcel's Bubaka Kamara is a it's an Odi midfielder also, quite he can also play as a centre back. He's 21 years old, whose contract will be running up in the summer. He's free to sign the precursor agreement with any club in January, but he tends to stay on at Marcel since the summer, so you could get a so you could get a huge signing fee from any club you'll be joining the summer and also to keep his options open. But Manchester United currently are negotiating with him and his agents to see if he'll be open, open to a move in January. Marcel value him at 10 million euros in January. Manchester United will want to negotiate a, a lower fee than that. But if he is open to a move, then we can see the deal opening up towards the end of the window. But at this time currently, no player is coming into Manchester United. Outgoings. Atomata has been allowed to leave if he can find a club that will pay his full wages on loan and also a six million loan fee. No club wants to cover two hundred fifty thousand euros of Atomata's sales wages. Actually, I feel <laughs> no matter player of Matthias, player of Matthias class or level shouldn't be on such wages. I feel it's too much, and it's not Matthias' fault or the fault of the interested clubs. It's the fault of Manchester United. They are the ones that offer him this this wages. They are the ones that offer him this above the edge wages. So they should be the ones. They should be the ones that should suffer, <laughs> suffer the consequences of it. But due to de- they are not the ones that wants to sell matters. Matter said that said he wants to leave. So I feel it's understandable for them holding on tight to their own demands. If you are going to leave, you have to live on our own demands. If his matter going to leave in January, I don't know. I hope so for his future because he deserves playing time, he deserves regular playing time ahead of the World Cup in November. He deserves regular playing time. He needs to be playing football regularly. And if he does not leave, I don't see that's current happening at Manchester United. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't see it. Because those, 
the old men at the club, Edison Cavani and Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously we always get a chance ahead of him. Why the wing also is actually filled currently. So I don't. He's a very quality player. He's a very quality player. He's one I read so much, but I just feel it's time for him and um, the marriage between Manchester United to end. And we don't see how we don't see how it's going to end for now. Let's see how it's going to develop in the coming days before the window ends. If he stays on as Manchester United, then I hope. Rafragnik will give him more chance to prove himself because we saw what he did. Uh, we saw his performance in the ten minutes came here against West Ham was actually very influential in getting the winning goal. So I think if we should, if he's not able to make move away, the Manchester United should Rafragnik should consider giving him a chance in the first team. There are actually some players also that wants to move, but Manchester United have made them realize that they can't leave now till summer as the team is bidding to secure a top four finish or probably win one of the two, two, uh, two, two competitions they are still competing in. These players are Dean Anderson and Dean Van de Beek, Eric Bailey and Jamata. The four of them intend to leave in January but the manager have made them realize that none of them will leave, should leave. He played there and they should not leave till summer. Dean Anderson actually can't leave Manchester United would have wished for him to leave us or to leave out of the ones that asked, but he can't leave to any of the EPL clubs because all of them currently have a starting goalkeeper for them. Why the why the European clubs interested in him are not willing to sacrifice one of their sports, one of their non-European sports, for a goalkeeper? So it's going to be very hard for him to leave in January. So I don't see that happening. Also, then for Pogba's future. Pogba will be back in action probably immediately after international break against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. His feet is training with the team now, so he's going to make his comeback appearance in that game. On his future, we can only confirm that he's fully committed to Manchester United to summer. I can't say what's beyond summer for Pogba. He himself hasn't decided what's beyond him, what is for him beyond summer. But I'm 95% sure he won't be staying at Manchester United. Yeah. The 5% is if a miracle happens. But currently, I think Manchester United are currently planning without him. There's no contract offer on the table for him. Manchester United are not offering him a new deal. That's by change if he asks for it, if he shows willing or com- if he shows willing to commit to, to one. I think Manchester United will try and negotiate one with him. But currently, there's no offer on the table for Paul Pogba from Manchester United. All contract offers have been withdrawn immediately after Agnick took up the job last year. Chelsea have failed in their fourth attempt to recall Emerson from his loan day at Lyon. Lyon are not allowing Emerson to go back to Chelsea in January. Why Chelsea does not want to sign another fullback due to the fullbacks they have on ground all injured. In case they come back, they, won't, they don't want to have a bloated squad. So it's very, very difficult for them in that aspect. So they're looking to carry on with the very slim options they have till either of Rhys James or Don Chua returns from injury. So let's see how that goes. Currently on Chelsea's front, 
I'm not sure they are going to be making any signing in January. I'm not sure about that. Yes, they've talked to Smart Dembele of Barcelona, but Dembele does not want to leave Barcelona in January. He wants to stay till summer because of his own signing bonus, his own signing fee. He wants the money for the signing fee, which he won't get if he should sign for any club in January. So Dembele won't, doesn't want to leave Barcelona in January. Though Barcelona are forcing him to leave, he's been frozen out of the squad but he does not want to leave the club in January. Newcastle wants to go all out for Jesse Lingard of Manchester United. With six months left on his contract, Newcastle wanted, initially wanted to sign him on loan. Initially wanted to sign him on loan, but I think Jesse Lingard does not want that option. With an, with an option to sign or Gisinga doesn't want that, that option he wants he wants a permanent deal but with a relegation termination clause yeah he wants to so in case Newcastle should relegate he will be able to terminate his contract from them and while Newcastle are ready to pay whatever Manchester United wants for the remaining six months of his contract Manchester United are demanding above 5 million pounds for that Newcastle are ready to pay it negotiations are very very open I see that happening do I see that happening I see it's going through for them, but if that did not go through, they are willing to talk to Tottenham regarding Daily Ali also. But let's see how it goes with Lingard in the coming hours or days. I believe they will be able, they should be able to snap him up from Manchester United. While they are all, they've also had a verbal agreement with Atalanta's fullback Robin Gosens. They are currently in negotiation with Atlant- Atlant- Atlanta of Sierra A to bring Robin Gossens to Newcastle in January. Let's see how that goes. I feel that should work out. Though Atlanta are not willing to sell currently, but I feel that should work out. Sevilla's Diego Carlos has been their centre-back target for weeks now. Diego Carlos has submitted an official transfer request to Sevilla but currently Sevilla are not still allowing him to move they want to keep him till at least summer they're not allowing him to move Newcastle are currently looking at other options they're currently looking at James Sarkowski of Burnley Burnley does not wish to sell they are still very very angry in fact they're not willing to negotiate with Newcastle they are very angry over how Newcastle treated them with the Chris Wood transfer so that's how it is currently with Newcastle situation Let's see how it goes. They are going to currently they are going to surely make signings before this window ends. They have the money to throw around, so they are going to surely make some desperate signings so as to keep the hope of fight, the hope of staying up alive. So let's see how they do. Real Madrid summer plans. Currently in January, Real Madrid do not they will not make any signing in January. But on the Mbappe's situation. Mbappe is not giving them feedback currently. He's not talking. He's not giving them feedback on his future. And truly, Mbappe's family have confirmed that they have been positive talks with PSG regarding a new contract. Yes, they have been positive talks with PSG. Mbappe and PSG are currently in positive talks over a new contract. Though Madrid are still willing that he's going to sign for them when he's free in the summer, but it's not as certain as it was a few months ago. Let's see how that goes do. But personally, on my own point, on my own side, I feel it will still join Real Madrid in the summer. It's, it's going to be a very, very difficult decision, but I feel it's going to refuse PSG and join Real Madrid for free in the summer. While Real Madrid are looking 
into replacing some of their old some of their veteran players that will be going very soon um Palmeiras 15 years old center forward has been looked into Endic he has looked into as a potential replacement or a future replacement of Benzema but he can't move to Europe until he's 18 years of age so that's still like two to three years time so that's a future that's a future that's a future plan and they're looking into Aurelion Chouameni of Monaco to replace Casemiro with Jude Bellingham of Borussia Dortmund to replace Modric these are future plans for sure which of them can happen in summer I don't I don't see probably Chouameni can happen in the summer but Bellingham I'm not sure Bellingham will leave Dortmund in the summer I'm not sure he's going to leave Dortmund in the summer but let's see how it goes that's currently Real Madrid's future plan that's how they are planning for the future currently then uh, a very emotional update here Christian Eriksen will be making an emotional comeback to football as he has agreed a six months contract with Bradford in the English Premier League so yes we'll be having Christian Eriksen back in the Premier League with Bradford any moment from now it will be an official announcement any moment from now Bradford will be signing Christian Eriksen on the six months on the six months contracts well this is very 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 interesting Eriksen wants to come back and play football so as to keep him in shape for the World Cup in Qatar in November. I actually feel it's I'm not sure any footballer in England. In fact, in Europe Top 5 League, it's currently playing with a machine in their hearts. I'm not I'm, I'm not sure there is. I think he's going to be one to play with the the Fibrizio in his heart. So let's see how it goes. Let's see if it's going to go as motivation to others in the future that might suffer from what is suffered or probably discouragement i hope it does not be discouragement i hope it's not it's not be an hard lesson for those that might suffer what is doing so far in the future so let's see how that goes manchester city are close to signing julian alvarez though it's going to be a summer signing or probably they'll sign him now and loan him back and loan him back to river plate this summer the Argentine center forward has been in very prolific form for River Plate last season and they tend to keep him till at least June. So Manchester City have snapped him up. He was highly, he was highly touted in the whole of Europe, but Manchester City have snapped him up due to their connections with Argentine striker Sergio Aguero who influenced his decision to join Manchester City. I think that's actually a very good signing for them for the, for the future. I think that's actually a very good sign for them, but it has actually impacted one of the signings they are looking to into the future of also Eli Haaland. Let's see if Eli Haaland will still want to move to Manchester City, though probably I had Manchester City were one of his top options before. But currently there's nothing happening with Eli Haaland's transfer because Minoriola is currently suffering from a lung issue. He currently has a, a, a surgery due to a lung disease. So it's he will be out of hospital though he's recovering well but currently there's no meeting over in Alan's future nothing's happening over in Alan's future nothing decided of as of now nothing decided he has not chosen any club so if you read any news that maybe Alan has decided his future something like that it is not true he has not decided his future as at now no club is choosing no decision made and no decision will be made till you see an official announcement even though you should come out and say okay i've decided to join this club if that club has not signed him officially 
anything can still change because even though you choose to join this club in his suddenly you chose to go to Real Madrid other clubs will continue to push to change his mind continue to make offers to change his mind so it's going to be a very very long very very long race for Alan signing Liverpool are planning for life without their front three of Salah, Femino and Mane yes um, Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino and Sadio Mane will be out of contracts very soon. I think 2023. And Liverpool are planning for a future without them due to the wages demands of the three of them actually beyond the wage limits that the, uh, Liverpool actually do offer players. I can see exception being made for Salah though. I can see probably the fans pressuring them into renewing Salah. But as for Firmino and money they'll probably they'll probably leave yes i think they'll probably leave so which players are Liverpool targeting for this position um cavalao of fulham cavalao the portuguese swinger has been targeted can play on on the right swing that's the last position then rafinha also of leeds christian ukuku has been targeted to replace Adio Mane. why they've been a long admirers of Lotaro Martinez of Inter Milan. Let's see how it goes in the future. Two to three of these players might come in for Liverpool in the future to replace either the three or two of the three of Bato Firmino, Omar Salah, and Sadio Mane. Now let's go to Tottenham Hotspurs. They've agreed a twenty million pounds fee with Wolverhampton Wanderers for Adama Traore. Yes, Adama Traore will be. Antonio Conte's first signing with Tottenham Hotspur. They've agreed a 20 million fee with Wolves for Adama Traore. Wolves actually does not did not intend to let Adama Traore leave, but I feel you know when the right offer comes with a player that doesn't have much left on his contract, when the right offer comes, they actually have to let him go. So that is how it is. And PSG are currently in discussion with them over a loan deal for Sanga Indobele. The French midfielder intends to return to France this January. So PSG are negotiating a loan deal with option to buy in the summer. Talks are progressing fine. Even though um actually wanted a swap deal in January with Paradise moving from Total, but Paradise refused to leave PSG in January. Who wants to leave money club? <laughs> Nobody go and leave a money day. So actually Paradise decided not to leave PSG, so it has made the negotiation a little bit harder. But still, PSG are negotiating with Tottenham to bring Ndobele to Park the Prince in January. So I think this is going to be all for our winter transfer updates for today. I'm going to be releasing an episode as a recap for the whole of the winter transfer window on the day the window is going to end. So this is going to make us keep uh, be updated with every of every of the um, transfer happenings from now to when the window will end in seven days time so thanks very much for listening as i promised when we launch this podcast i'm going to make sure i bring football closer to you and also check on our past episodes even the off the one off football which we talked about the uh, christianity for all against to me a very insightful topic i want you guys to keep following keep listening drop comments let's let's go on this journey together i promise you guys you guys are going to enjoy 
the night's talk room thanks very much for listening i appreciate you all love you all